I know that. I'm just letting people know on the video. <laughs> There's people commenting, but I can't see it from here. But it's all right. We're doing a uh, live Instagram, Instagram live, Baseline Jam podcast on a Wednesday. I love Wednesdays. And we're just gonna get this get this right up. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about in the NBA, so Dylan and I decided we should we should do this. Yeah. Um, how are you, bro? I'm great. There's a lot of happened that. There's a oh, lot hold that on. happened. Did you hear that? Bruno just won another Grammy. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> I'm not mad about that. Though. Bruno's the man, bro. Yeah, I mean, we're here to talk NBA, but homie did not have album of the year. But I have no hate on Bruno. I he's love a, that album. He's a massive superstar. Yeah. Um. So, uh, should we first obvious do, topic uh, of discussion? Let's do it. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin was moved to Detroit. It'd be really awesome to have a Clippers fan on the show, but there are no Clippers fans. In in the world, right? <laughs> in the world. It's just like people go to those games because the Lakers are expensive. Yeah. But um, it was a big trade. What, are Yo, your, Darius, what is your initial thought? Yo, Darius, can you fix this camera, actually? It's tilted. I can see it. It's pissing me off. Which um, one? That one? Yeah. But, oh, uh, is it bad? Yeah, I think it should be the other way because when it comes up, it's like weird. See how it's like a split screen? Sorry for the audio listeners, but yeah, there you go. Oh, see, that's what I was saying yeah. to you about that. Yeah. yeah. So put it more on Rich for that for that camera. Um. So yeah, Blake Griffin got moved to Detroit. Blake Griffin got moved what's to your, Detroit. What's your initial thoughts on it? Blake Griffin for Avery Bradley, Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris, Boban, the gigantic man, mm-hmm. and a first-round pick. Yep. I think the overall consensus has been – <clears throat> that the Clippers won this trade. I would agree for sure. They turned Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, <laughs> who were two free agents, they could have both walked for free, mm-hmm. into Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, and a first-round pick. It's a lot of fucking pieces. In year three, when you're paying Blake Griffin $35 million, you are not going to want anything to do with that contract. Exactly. It's like right away they just cut their losses. That team with Blake Griffin as the main guy was never going to win anything. Yeah. Um, And I kind of don't understand why the Pistons would make this trade. I do. Okay, tell me. Well, besides the fact, first off, this is a very Knicks move for the Pistons. Yeah, this is—it feels a little Amari-ish. I think the to only me. thing, a little mellowish. Yeah, the only benefit is yeah. to try to move tickets in the new arena and sell some jerseys, or maybe get the fans excited. But I don't see this converting to more wins. Honestly, I, I, I think I think the Pistons are better right now. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I just think the trade is. This is the problem when you have a coach who's also running your team. Mm-hmm. Is that homie lost eight in a row and he's like, "Fuck, I need to win right yeah. now." And they're way over the cap. They were supposed to be good this year. They came out the gate hot, fourteen and six, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, the Pistons are good this year. The Pistons are good this year." Reggie Jackson gets hurt. They're not very good. They're 22 and 26. They've lost eight in a row. It's a panic move. Right. Van Gundy's running the team. Now think about Blake Griffin this year with Drummond, 
probably gets them into the playoffs. It's very like reminiscent of the the year the Knicks traded for Melo to me, because Melo Melo was a free agent the the next year and they resigned him whatever. But they they ended up being the eighth seed that year. Yeah, and they got swept by Boston. Yeah, so it ends up not. Yeah, panning out. Right, because like, what is Detroit really gonna do? Nothing. That's, That's my what point. I'm saying. Like, if they're the seventh seed, like, are they? Are they going like to beat Toronto? The final outcome will be similar to what it would have been, but now they have to take on Blake's contract, and they have less room to make another move next year or the years moving forward. Because there's, th- I don't know the specifics, but I would imagine that their salary cap is extremely limited now. How about the fact that we called this last week on our I show? Know. We said Detroit has to make a move. Yeah, well, and we were talking about like maybe trying for them to go get Kemba. Yeah. I mean, realistically, they still might be able to do that. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know the salary cap. Because the Pistons, uh, there's been rumors now also. Look, they still have Stanley Johnson, who hasn't really done anything. He did have 25 last night. Mm. But, you know, people believe in his potential, and you have Reggie Jackson, and they have some other young pieces, so they might go and try and make one more move. I I saw one rumor that they wanted to deal Stanley Johnson to Utah for Rodney Hood. Mm. So, I mean, he's all in right now. Yeah. And Detroit's going to love Blake. Blake is a hooper. But the problem is he's not healthy. Right. Often. And he's not as exciting as he used to be. Like, No, definitely not. If I'm a like knowledgeable basketball fan, I'm not really that excited about watching Blake every night. Well, look at it like this, too. Like, he lost his athleticism a bit. Yo, did we see, one at, did we see his last game in the Sable Center? No. Oh, he played one again after One that. more. Damn. I would have been... Kind of weird. That would have been weird. Now, actually, I'll I'll check that. Because I feel like they went away after that. I could be wrong, but. You might be right. Wow. And seven people in the crowd cared. Mm. What was that one old guy? What was he? Who was he yelling at? He was yelling at Blake. Wesley Johnson. Oh, oh, the dude that was pissed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yelling at Blake, right? Blake, you're a bum. (laughs) Yeah. That guy's probably stoked now. He had a blue jacket draped over his shoulders. Yeah. That, that was a classic old guy pissed at a basketball game. We weren't sure if he was a Celtics fan or a Clippers fan. I think he was just there and angry, and that's what he was angry about that day. Yo, dude. Um, we saw Blake's last home game. We did, right? Fire. That's dope. That's history. Wow. Yeah. Auto Autoplay. Sorry. Jesus. Gosh. ESPN so intrusive with these ads. No, but I wanted to make a point about Blake, too. Athleticism changing. Definitely mm-hmm. a bit more on the ground. Yeah. This year he's shooting a way, you know, lower percentage because of it. Right. It feels like he's actually shooting 44% from the field this year. And his career shooting percentage is 51%. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that he's having his same 23, 8, and 5. Great numbers. I'm going to read off the last four years. 67, 35, 61 games and this year he's played 33 mm-hmm. year one of five yeah that's not that's, there's yeah that contract is so big it's like such a scary these dudes in the yeah. nba stay getting paid it's insane dudes like i don't know i don't know how you really build a team because like now all right av bradley's a free agent mm-hmm like, do you give Avery Bradley twenty five million dollars next year? Absolutely not. 
I'm saying. But let's play a little devil's advocate Avery with Bradley this trade. And let's Pat play Bradley. a little devil's advocate with this trade. Okay. Are you ever gonna find anybody? All right, now you're gonna get. You're the Clippers. You got some cap space now. You have some assets. You have some guys walking. You know, becoming free agents. Whatever. Are you ever gonna find a player better than Blake Griffin? Are you ever gonna actually be any better? What does this trade actually do for you? Yeah. I don't know. Um, you hear that wild sound in the background? Yeah. What was that? That just made me distracted. Is it feedback or something? Might be. We got a lot of technology happening right now. Right. Can you hear me that? Yours? Uh-oh. Yeah. I'm going to shut this one down and see. All right. This is live. This is fucking live TV yeah, I don't right know. here, We're just dude. experimenting. I don't know what the this hell we're doing. fucking live TV. Yo, Bob, come here real quick. <laughs> Sorry, we got to adjust the camera again. Just Oh, that, that one? Yeah, I can't see anything. We're just going to use just that one, so just put it however it looks good. Um... Oh shit! Yeah, well, next time we'll be more prepared. But um, it was a good shot. So, what's the question? Do we? No, I just want to play a little bit devil's advocate, real quick, for the on the for the Clippers, like why they made that trade. Like, okay, you get Avery Bradley, he's gonna walk, or you're gonna pay him what you were paying Blake. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't see like does Avery Bradley need twenty five million? Like, he's gonna get a twenty million dollar. Your contract, right? Crazy as it sounds, I th- probably. Who would you? I mean, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I definitely rather have Blake than Avery Bradley. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's not even for sure. But what? Why? Why are you saying that Avery Bradley's for sure going to get twenty million dollars? <clears throat> because fucking Evan Fournier I'm not makes eighteen you're wrong, million. Yeah. Tim Hardaway makes eighteen million. Yeah. And neither of those players are. Bad, right? Sorry, I just gotta fix my chair. Yeah, here, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. But think about it like that, right? Like, so he's gonna make twenty million. I'm just playing. I personally think the deal's good for the Clippers, but I want to play a little devil's advocate because I definitely have seen Clippers fans right now are heartbroken over it. Yeah, they lost their franchise player. Well, they they don't have anything. I feel like their team is probably better, but they have nothing exciting. It's only literally Lou Will, and you got to think that. Well, they're probably going to deal. They're going to deal DeAndre. I don't think there's a question now. Right. I feel like they're just going to empty it out and see what happens. The move is to get him to Cleveland for that Brooklyn pick. Yeah. They got to Brooklyn do pick that is going to be someone's. Spicy. We're going to get to Cleveland in a second. Okay. Well, because <laughs> they had big injury last night. Yeah. Kevin Love out two months, broken hand. That sucks. Bad job. It's no good. It's no bueno. But anyway, Clippers. Let me ask you. I don't know what the trade is. Do you really think fucking Paul George and LeBron are going to play for the Clippers? No, I do not. That's what I'm saying. So what are you going to do? I don't know. All right, you have the 14th and 15th pick in the NBA draft now. Yeah. All right. Okay. Sick. (laughs) You ever going to get a player as good as Blake Griffin with those picks? I mean, maybe. You never know. You ever going to get one? Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. Probably fucking not. Yeah. All right, now you're going to pay Avery Bradley what you're paying Blake Griffin. You're going to give Avery Bradley four years of $25 million? Because somebody else is. So you got Blake Griffin for Tobias Harris and a 14th pick, and that was your franchise player. Playing devil's advocate, I still think it was a good trade for the Clippers. Yeah. That's the other side of the coin. Yeah. 
It is a weird trade. It's one of those, like, almost like a blockbuster because it's, like, it's a big star. But it's, like, I don't even really get it. Like, I feel like both the teams are still going to do what they were going to do. Yeah, you're Especially right. Especially this season. Honestly, the Clippers probably still maybe be the eighth seed, maybe not. And I think that was the case anyway. The Pistons, same thing. I think that's really the most rational answer. You know what I mean? It's is like, that, like, although it's like a massive wave, it's really... It's a change of scenery, but there's not much difference in the outcome, I don't think. For real, though. Yeah. Like, maybe the Pistons are are maybe a few games better. Like, it's hard to say it's a good trade because, to me, when you make a good trade, you come out on top. And it's like, all right, now we are better in this, this, and that. You know? It's like, I don't really know if either team is, like, much better regardless. It's- it's so risky for the Pistons in the long run. But like, there's say no long term vision with this. Like next year, yep. Pat Beverly and Avery Bradley in the backcourt. That's fire. I don't want to play them. That's awesome, but I don't want to pay Pat Bev twenty five exactly, million because neither of them are really a scoring threat. Like Avery Bro, Bradley I mean, can score, but not. This really. is the this is the deal with the problem with the NBA is like trying to figure out who's worth what sometimes to me, mm-hmm. and it's like. You know, I was listening to the NBA Ringer show yesterday, and Chris Vernon and Kevin O'Connor got into it a bit. And Chris Vernon had a really good point. Every deal in its like third, fourth, and fifth year, fourth and fifth especially, mm-hmm. if you have to put on that fifth year, ugh. It's a long time in the NBA. It's a long time. And every one of those deals, when you get into those kind of years, are just not going to be great. Yeah. Unless like you are re-signing – or signing a young superstar, yeah, you know, in the prime of their career, but like, like you got to be like twenty four or younger. So I'm saying, because like, all right, even a guy like Drew Holiday, yeah, homie is making a ton of cash. Yeah, now Drew Holiday this year has been pretty good, right? But in year three and year four, Drew Holiday has historically been injured often. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and you're gonna be paying that dude. And then it's like, if you're paying these guys, you have to win. It's like the Magic. They're like, all right, we're going to re-sign Evan Fournier for all this money. Yeah. Now he's a $20 million hit on the cap, and you ain't winning shit with Evan he's not, Fournier. He's not a difference maker. Like To me, he's a good w- offensive player. One of my greatest mistakes was overrating Avery Bradley this year when we did our top five. I gave Avery Bradley a bit too much love. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I've watched Avery Bradley this season. He is a fine basketball player. Yeah, he's fine. He's that's exactly what, he's just solid. Like he's he's a elite defender. He was. He's okay. Yeah, he's good. He's okay on offense. He's fine. Yeah, he's just like okay. I pay him twelve million. He's a good. But like, the market is now set. He's a good like fourth or fifth option. He was bad this year in Detroit. Yeah, I, I haven't really watched them. That I much, watched them a few times. First off, the Pistons have been one of my least favorite teams to watch this season. Yeah. I've got. I'm gonna make a checklist. I'm trying to watch every NBA team this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have. I'd have to go through the standings. Have you watched the Hawks at all? I have because they've played the Knicks. Pretty rough. Awful. <laughs> but th- but they're awful on purpose. Yeah, I know. You like, know what I mean? It's like so hard to. Like keep they're your eyes on they're it. being smart. They're like fuck, even attempting to win. Yeah. If they were really smart, they'd trade Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Too. Just in case he. I don't think he's good. Just in case he drops 30. Yeah. For <laughs> real, though. Dude, you want the number one pick in this year's draft. I'm totally. here to tell you. Yeah. To choose between Bagley, Ayton, or Doncic, 
you're good. Yeah. Like, lose. They're smart. But uh, Detroit this year has been just a – they start, They were fun to watch. But, I mean, okay, Tobias Harris, decent offensive player. Yeah, he's solid. Good score. He's big, too. You know, the Clippers, I just – I the idea of, like, okay, yeah, we're going to – um. We're gonna get cap space when now that Jerry West is here. We're gonna go after LeBron and Paul I think George. I think it's it'll like, be yeah, okay. I think it's a little unclear on what the Clippers' intentions are, and I think once we see something happen or don't happen with DeAndre, right, is when we'll know. Because depending on what they get for him, it'll be like, all right, they're trying to win, and they're just not doing a great job, or they're just fucking clearing it out. Right. Like, did you see Doc's quote? He's like, "Well, we're trying to some." Some people do full teardowns. Some people right. build on the fly. We're trying to do that. It's like, Doc, first off, you didn't even know about this trade. You had <laughs> nothing to do with this trade. This is Jerry West. Also, what happens when Pat Beverly comes back? That's going to be next year, though, right? He's not out. Yeah, this he's year. out this year. Okay. So, Pat Beverly comes back. Austin Rivers has got to get out of here. He's done. There's too many. Do you remember my famous rant? That are just... About the Clippers blowing this shit up? Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Call your boy, Steve. The Walmart. NBA, you, you know, the difference between winning 20 games and winning 43 games, yeah. it just changes your whole position on everything. Definitely. Them being the eighth seed this year is a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. If they can get first-round picks for DeAndre and Lou. They might as well just do it. They're yeah. going to have to build this, rebuild this team. Yeah, because, I mean, as good as those guys are, they're not going to change. And they have value. The culture of your team. Yeah. What would you go, do if you're the Clippers? What do you do now? You just I would traded do what you Blake. just said. I would just deal everyone and blow it up. I watched, as the, many clip, picks as I you can. watched the Clippers Blazers last night. I did not. It was the only night game, so I watched it when I got home from the studio. And, like, you know, they were scrappy. Lou Williams went Five for twenty-five. That's not good. He lost. He missed eighteen straight shots at one point. That's not good. That happened. He's a hooper, though. Oh, he's a hooper. You know, I got love for Lou. Yeah, he's a fucking. But fucking I'm like, killer. okay, this team, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. Deal him now before totally. he shoots himself. Shoots out himself of, out, out of, of a first rounder. <laughs> yeah. Don't Bro. let him get on a cold streak, homie. Is supposed to be an all star. And I still think DeAndre's. One of the better centers in the NBA, like top six, seven. So now you're Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You just lost Kevin Love. Yeah, for two months. Yeah. So it's what February. Yeah. So you're gonna get him back for April. So you lose twelve rebounds a game. And outside shooting. Might as well go get some rebounds. He could really shoot. I know. I'm a huge Kevin Love. He's fan. underrated. You don't gotta tell me. He's underrated. You be hating on him. Uh, me? You be hating on? Nah. You were hating on Shit. Kevin Love. Do I? Bro, I gave him my top five power forwards, and I put him in there. And you were like, Kevin Love is not a top five power forward. He might. I'm like, dude, he fucking is. He averages 22 and 12. And it's 3, 4, 3. You're probably game. right. He I'm probably is. underrating Kevin Love. People hate on Kevin Love. You know, I'm getting tired of the Kevin Love hate. He is so good He's at basketball. So, you know, being the th- the third wheel on a LeBron team. He's extremely and, reliable. Yeah. Extremely. He's very good. He gets it done. At he's least on the shots. glass. If he's not shooting well, he will get 10 to 14 rebounds every single day, and he's not even big. All right, so you're running the Cavs. Yes. And you just lost that guy. Mm-hmm. And you might lose LeBron. Yeah, you have to make a move. There's two schools of thought. 
you either go all in right now. Yep. You try and deal Channing Fry's expiring for something and use that first round pick and say, we got to go win a chip this year, the Brooklyn pick, which will probably be at least top 10. Or the other school of thought is, we're fucked. LeBron's leaving. I need that Brooklyn pick. Yeah. I think it all depends on what what you know about LeBron. Which we they don't, don't know, know anything. They don't know sh- anything either? Nope. But that's just what we know that they know. Ooh. They could know something we don't know, and they're not going to tell us <sighs> until we all know. Mind blown. I'm, I'm, I'm on to something there, though. No, for sure. There might be an inside tip like, yo, guys, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll stay. LeBron calls the shots. Exactly. He could be like, I'll do one more one-year deal. I'm going to survey the landscape. Exactly. So there might be some communication there on the inside. But if you I don't know think there that, is because you know I don't that, think he likes Dan Gilbert. So I think that his he's communication is nil. If you know that he's out of here pretty much no matter what, yep. you might as well go get a try. Go uh, wait and, and get that keep that pick because you know he's out. That's what I'm saying. But if you know there might be a chance, if you guys get to the finals again and put up a fight, maybe even win somehow with DeAndre and X, Y, and Z. Like, who would you deal? Who would you try and get with that pick? That pick is a pretty good value. Now let me look on NBA uh, draft net. Or let's do a lottery NBA because draft if lottery. You, NBA if, draft if you go lottery. get that if you let's say you just traded, theoretically, that pick for DeAndre, like someone that's – like maybe Channing Fry and the pick for DeAndre. Like I don't think that would happen. But currently Brooklyn is sitting in the sixth seat, uh, sixth spot. So even if you even if you do that, and you have and now you have DeAndre, mm-hmm. and then LeBron leaves and you don't have that pick. Yeah, you're fucking screwed. I'm gonna sim the lottery real quick on Tankathon.com. You ready? And the Nets. The Cavs would have the seventh pick in the draft in a very, very deep draft. Yeah. I'll say it one more time. Here we go. Cavs again with the seventh pick. So right now they're sitting right there in that, that seven range. Okay, so DeAndre and Isaiah Thomas is not going to be a good team. No. So you have to figure you need more value yes. than that Yes. if you're going to trade that pick. Yes, or you have to know that if you train that, for a that guy, would be something that you get to the chip again, you might get LeBron to come back. Because I actually—that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I actually like LeBron and DeAndre, especially if Kevin Love's back. The problem with Le- DeAndre is I don't know if you can play him in the last five minutes of a game versus the Warriors. I agree. But, that's not. But they can play. That's not great. But they can play Kevin Love at the five in the past five minutes. They can. And the rest of the forty-three minutes, they can play DeAndre, and he'll shut it the fuck down. He'll also grab like twenty rebounds. Exactly. He's so he's a very valuable piece. But let me ask. You maybe something. not if you have to go against this the Warriors. Is, this might be a little off the cuff, and I'm not saying that these two players are completely the same. I'm not gonna like this. I already know. You're not. <laughs> but is. De- you're not, but I'm going to say it. Is DeAndre that big of an upgrade over a playing well Tristan Thompson? Yes, by a lot. But Tristan, if playing well, can guard one through five on a switch. 
Yes. And that's going to be the only way you can beat the Warriors and the Rockets. You're going to have to switch on that's everything. That's what I was going to say. You're going to have to it, switch on everything. I don't think DeAndre can do that. That's what I was going to say. It might be tough for DeAndre to play the five against a lineup where KD is the five. Because he's not going to guard KD. <laughs> no way. I mean, no one is. But even even like, let's say they had, who would they have at the four? Iguodala there? Like, who, what's, who's he going to chase around? That's just what it comes down to. So pretty much, that's definitely kind of tough. But at the same time, so if you're the who, Cavs, but at the same time, move? who are you gonna put on him on offense? Like you so can just throw him a rock and he's gonna dunk it. So you're you're the Cavs. Your move is sit tight, try and get like George Hill with Channing Fry's expiring and call it a day, something like that. That's your move. I guess, but it's kind of sad because that just means you're kind of coming to terms with LeBron getting the fuck out of here. That's what it means, right? If they don't make a move, that's what that means. Uh, you know, if there's a move made, that means that they have hope that LeBron will stay. And what do you think? I mean, a move of that caliber. What do you think they'll do? Now, now I think they're going to make a move. You think so? That's what they do. That's what they do. I agree. I personally think they should sit tight. But they're not. Who wanna, I who think else Dan Gilbert it, and whoever maybe else. Maybe they can get DeAndre and Lou together. See, that would be nuts. You know, you, you give him the pick, and in a couple of expirings, because Lou's on a, a good deal. Yeah, but do you— He's making like six mil a year. Do so they he's need not, Lou, though? He's way better than J.R. Smith. Well, I mean, yeah. So you upgrade. So— Just just straight blow it up. Lose your six-man now. That's really balls to the wall. I think that's the only way they're going to really do it. I don't even know who else is available. Who else is available? Do they go get Kemba? That's redundant with Isaiah. Yeah, no. You Who don't else that. is there available? You know, no one's talking. Boogie got hurt, so that's done. Nobody's dealing Anthony Davis. I don't know. It's just <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's interesting because that pick has a lot of value. That team is just panning out and not how I expected it to. The Nets could lose five in a row, and that could be a number one pick in a draft where there is a franchise. There's franchise players. I would put. I would. I watched the Knicks beat the Nets last night. The Nets are horrible. I would place my bets on the keeping that Knicks pick. Like if I was them, I would just be like, Fuck I'd keep it. it. Yeah. The Nets can't guard anybody. They're gonna no. keep losing. I know they're playing hard. That's a top yeah. three pick at the end of this year. Yeah, probably. Damn, they're in a spot. But Cleveland's the NBA is all Cleveland's about gambles. Never this is all about gambles. Stan Van Gundy right now is like, look. I care about this season and next season. Can we talk about how the yep. Pistons missed on those drafts so poorly? Yo. They took Stanley Johnson mm-hmm. over Devin Booker. They did. Do you think Stanley Ugh. Johnson? I still think he could play. Ugh. <laughs> Imagine if they had Devin Booker, though. Yeah. And Blake and Drummond and Reggie Jackson. They, See, probably, that'd be they fun. probably wouldn't even trade it for Blake. That, uh, no, that'd be fun, though. That'd be really fun. And then they also took... They've done a bad job of drafting. Canard over Donovan Mitchell and who else? Like everyone else. <laughs> well, Canard went 12 and Mitchell yeah. went 13? Yeah. That's not good. Like, bro. That's a reach. Don't pick white guards in the top 15. J.J. Redick. Shouts to JJ Reddick. Even that took a long time to pan out. And I'm sure, I don't know the draft class, but I'm sure there's someone else that went below him that you're like, what? Yo, honestly, this Pistons trade is such a classic Knicks trade. 
just giving up the house in yeah. a pick yeah. for a guy who's just about to be out of his prime. Just his name just looks great on the back of a jersey. <laughs> it's a Knicks move. Yeah, it is. It's really a Knicks move. I'm just happy which the is Knicks not didn't a, do which it. Which is not a formula you want to no. implement. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be egg on their face. Yeah. Even if they're gonna get the eighth seed this year, they might win forty seven next year, and then the shit's going off the rails. Yeah. And you're fucking gonna be oh and dude, that dude's gonna be making thirty eight million dollars a season. Just to it's close it up. Absurd. This is so. Um, I think if there's anything we've learned is don't let the guy who runs your basketball operations also coach your coach team. Coach your team. Yeah. Desperation. Yeah. Also, because he's just trying to save his own job. Exactly. So, and I get it. They need butts in the seats. Totally. Detroit got a has a new arena in downtown Detroit, and there, like we've mentioned this before on the show. Yo, did you see that video on Twitter? No. Which one? <laughs> it was like Blake Griffin's coming into Detroit. Oh my God! And well, he had the jacket, right? No, it was the one. Giannis where is like he's going to need a jacket. No, it was the one where remember that play like a long time ago. He went for like a loose ball and he like dove like on his chest and he like skid across skid the across, floor. Yeah, absolutely. So they did that play uh-huh. and then they made like a graphic of the the map of the United States and he like slid across all the way to Michigan and like the Eight Mile soundtrack just playing and then like Eminem gets there and he's like there he's like looking out the window it's the scene from Eight Mile and you see Blake sliding across the street <laughs> and he shows up in the arena and it's like dun, 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 dun. it's amazing. the lose yourself beat that shit is so funny. Well done. People are, dude, that was like within like two hours of yeah, that. Yeah. Like people are so quick with that. Sol- solid memes all around. It's fucking great. Well, Detroit, enjoy enjoy Blake. Another thing that we need to talk about yeah, is my man, mm-hmm. my favorite player in the NBA. Yep. Dropping 60 points. James Harden. With a triple-double. Triple-double 60. That is crazy. That's crazy. Do you realize that if he did half the stats that he did, he still would have been a top performer <laughs> of the night. <laughs> Literally, if he dropped 36 and 5. It would have been an 30 points, 6 rebounds. No, I get it. He still would have been like, wow, what a great game. He did double that in the same day. If he's... 60 points. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a lot. This is a hot take. I'm coming in hot. Here we go. This dude, in the beginning of the season, if you would have told me... That the Rockets were a legitimate threat to the Warriors. I'd say, I don't believe you. I believe they're a 60-win team, like a classic D'Antoni team, but will flutter out in the playoffs. Watching this dude, James Harden, and then watching him play with Chris Paul has been almost a revelation. If he's going to be this fucking good, he's the best scorer. they can beat anybody. He's the best scorer in the world. If he, They can beat anybody. Straight I up. I know. But I haven't said that all season. I know. I'm here to I'm give enjoying you. It. I'm here to give you the hot take. Thank you. If he's gonna be this good, I don't even think I'm not telling take. him to score sixty every night in the playoffs. Well, but like he might. This dude, <laughs> this dude has been just completely unstoppable. Dude, it's another it's, level. It's not even. Well, I mean, it is because scoring sixty points in any way is hard. But the way he does it, like the difficulty of shots that he takes and makes, I know is he makes those step backs look so next damn easy. level. Dude, if I hit one of those, like in in a pickup game, if I hit one step back like that, I'm going home and thinking about it all. Brushing day. my shoulders right. off on the drive home. 
It's like, how'd I do that like, game? Dude, I'm how about fucking step back? Nice. How about that? This dude does back? that five times a day. That's a shot. Every day. He's just like, oh, oh, you, oh, you're guarding me perfectly. Right, I'll just step over here, and just splash in your face. What do you think it's about? Crazy. What do you think about the NBA? I don't know if this will ever happen, but the NBA eventually making playoff seeding one through sixteen. No conferences. Yeah, just the top 16 teams. So we could have a Rockets-Warriors finals. I think that would be great. Right? Yes. That would be fire. Because it's, it's been so lopsided for so long, that would be the solution. And I think the two best teams should play in the finals. Yes. The Rockets and the Warriors this year are the, are the two, two best teams. teams. I would love to see that finals. I get it if they're in a conference finals, but then like, they're going to – if everybody's healthy, it should be a, it'll opponent. be a battle. You shouldn't have to play a harder opponent and then play a lesser one. Yeah, and like, exactly. In almost, the Eastern Conference team will be at an advantage. Like, I feel like it's the like, Warriors this year, they know. They're just like, all right, if we get past the Rockets in the Conference Finals, mm-hmm. we're good. Put it on my finger. But it's like if they have a seven-game battle and they're just exhausted. Yeah. That, then, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That and might it's like play a part in Cleveland clicks and they they kind of cruise hey, through. Hey, you know? Don't don't uh count out Boston. I'm not counting out Boston and I'm not counting out Toronto. I think the East is wide open this Toronto year. Toronto goes to the finals, I will be so fucking mad. Honestly, dude, they're pretty good. I'm going to tell you right now, I will LeBron still putting up massive numbers looks gassed. Yeah. He, he looks either gassed or just fucking done with it. Yeah, I think he's more frustrated. He's frustrated. Anything. Well, you know what? He's like 33 p- doing 40 minutes a game, bro. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's he you got to reach a Jeff point where Green like, coming in. Physi- I told you fucking Jeff Green sucks. Yeah, no. He sucks. His whole career, it's been this guy could be amazing and he's just, never going to be it. He's just athletically gifted. I just liked him on the Celtics cuz nah, he just he's not I know. He's no, not, I, he's I, not a hooper. It's one of those things where I just know. I, I know totally it, be, I, we, we got to start going into the archives. I'm just in <laughs> denial of it. Like, I know. I know? said in the beginning of the season, I said, if Jeff Green is playing big minutes for your team, you're not a championship contender. Wow. And it's real. They got to ship him out, and that's that. What if he goes to the Warriors? He ain't even playing, bro. Damn. Well, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of the Warriors, you know, there. I saw a stat. I'm going to pull up the stat. Real. James Harden's MVP. And he missed two weeks. I don't care what anyone says. Who else would it be? That's exactly. Who else would it be? KD? I'm trying to think who else would it be. K- KD's pretty good. Uh, it's him or KD? Uh, yeah, it's it's James Harden. It's not even fucking close to me. This LeBron year has been too volatile. Yeah. You know? I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's his deal with that. Uh, my internet's what's, not working. I can't pull up the stats. What's Giannis's numbers looking like? Oh, my God. Because I remember in the beginning, they were, like, really absurd. No, he's still having a monster year, and I – hold on. First off, he's pu- now J-Kid is gone. Mm. Things are on the up and up for these dudes. So, yeah, but Jan, they're not going to be good enough. Yeah, no. I mean, last year, Westbrook won it with 47 games, 47 wins, but the triple-double thing was everyone just had a fucking hard on for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this year it'll come. I think it's Harden. I think it's Harden. What's and wild, though, weeks. is I'm pretty sure Westbrook is still averaging close to a triple-double, and no one's even talking about he it. He is. No, he's like at 9-9 nine, nine and 9-1. But, nine, like, no one. one cares. Yeah, because every you know what it was? But that's so hard to do. Yeah, but 
I think the narrative has changed from like, oh, because last year he really did it himself. This year he has a supporting cast, and it's also like this dude like yells at people if you grab a rebound still, on a free throw. You're still six three, getting nine rebounds a game. He's a stat patter, bro. That's, that's crazy. He's a stat patter. Man, he's nice, but he's a stat patter. Realistically, he should probably average like five rebounds a game. So what do you, he, he's going just, in there and just hawking rebounds and dudes know to back the fuck up. He's just a fucking loose ball rebound fiend, bro, and he'll just dribble on, around. Bro. He Russ is a stat patter, bro. You the, sound like a fucking hater. The right triple now. dub is is incredible. It was impressive, but yo, every day Russ is my guy. I fuck with Russ. Okay, so but like, if that, if that's you don't argument, think he's a stat patter, that's the argument. Why doesn't everyone just do that? Every guard, because no one has the absolute savagery inside of them that Russell Westbrook has. I don't buy that. Did you see Russ staring down Embiid the that other day? That was amazing. He is on another level He's of just animal. The clock out. He's the man. He's the I best. fucking respect the shit out of that. But okay. don't, but don't go and tell me that homie's not grabbing every rebound off a missed free throw every game because he is. Dudes know. I don't get think out that, of the way. I don't think that discredits his amazing stat line. I'm just not like I get. I'm impressed, but I'm not like this dude's a triple double. If that's the case, LeBron should average 14 rebounds. (laughs) But LeBron does everything, including usually play defense and take. Look, I'm not even the biggest Westbrook fan, but like his stats are crazy. They're crazy. I'm just not as in like even when you watch the game. Okay, if he gets to a triple double this year, I'm not giving him the MVP. No, I know that's that's what I'm saying. That's my point, though. It's crazy. How good because I some think of these people are, are starting to realize too, though, that that's not the end all be all having a triple double. No, it's not, but it's absurd. Uh, it is. The that's numbers are crazy. Nuts. The stats are crazy. Russ is a one of a kind player. He really is. He has one speed. You know, zero to one hundred. He's just. I feel at, like he's either he's sleeping or running a thousand miles. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I was gonna. I had a couple of things, but it's good when we disagree, though. Yeah. It's better for the show. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even disagreeing with you. I just don't think like that. Like with Paul Pierce. I'm just here to I'm here to say it. Russell Westbrook pads the stats. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nah, because they look sick. So, Bro. As long as you're getting dubs, it works. You're just making it sound like anyone could do it. Nah, nobody. Not anyone could do it. Okay. That I will give All you. All right. See? That's that, I will, that I will That's what, yeah. Well, um, like I said, like only a few people play with a certain tenacity that Russell Westbrook plays with. He's, exactly. the, mo- he's the most aggressive player in the NBA. By ever, like by a long shot. Him staring at Embiid was legendary. All right, for some reason this isn't working, so I can't pull up my stats. Make sure oh. we're still recording here. We're recording. We're good. We're actually almost at 40 minutes, so should we should wrap this up. Yeah. It was an emergency pod. Yeah. So, what are our lessons learned here? Clips, Pistons. I don't really get it. Don't really get the point. Last qu- <laughs> last question, and we're out of here. Mm-hmm. Ceiling for the Pistons. You got Blake. Let's 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 go half glass full. You're from Detroit. You just got a superstar. You're all in. How do you feel right now? Are you like yo? We can get to a six seed. We could win. We could, we could get, beat Toronto. We could get to a seven. We could beat Toronto. And then lose to Boston. Boston's or, or the Cleveland. One. What if Toronto's the two? Could Detroit beat Toronto? You don't like <laughs> I Toronto. Guess. I don't, I don't if like you're from Detroit. 
I'm not. Is even that what you're thinking? I'm not even gonna watch that series. You're like, let's get to the first round and play Toronto, and anything can happen. Is that? I guess. Or do you like think? Gotta trade Reggie Jackson, and I mean, if I'm just a random dude in Detroit, yeah, yeah I'm thinking that. That's what you're thinking. But right? if I know anything, I'm be like, hey, we're still fucked. You know, there's nothing wrong with being mediocre either. Somebody's got to do it. Someone say everybody wants to tank. Or go for the ring. Yeah. Somebody's got to win 47 games and have some fans in this arena. Here's the deal. All <laughs> these people are making hella money. Blake Griffin got a $175 million contract. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah. I but play they, basketball, dude. For sure. You know? Well, that's, uh, we'll see. I think it makes them a little bit more interesting. They're not, uh, they play the cast. I'm definitely going to watch them because I just want to see. Today, Tuesday? Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. It's they played the Cavs last night. Hello. It'll it'll be interesting to see like the way they play with each other because Hey yo, pause that. Definitely. <laughs> but because I'm sorry. The way Blake's been playing, he's so he's like a point guard. Like he's like so ball dominant. I think it'll play like him and Drummond. Huh? Him and Drummond? Yeah. Saying? I think that would actually be a pretty decent fit. Because they've been doing a lot of like Drummond up at the free throw line. They have been. And then he's like either reversing it or like a backdoor cut or something. Yep. But like Blake kind of does the same thing. Or he's like just creating for himself. He's also shooting threes now. Yeah, so I don't know. It, I think they'll like run some like herky-jerky uh, pick and rolls with those two. That which I is think not bad. No, that'll work. Because they're big. But they need some shooters around them now. They have no shooting. Yeah. At all. They need some shooters. They need to get Luke Kennard Well, Kennard shoots 42% from three. But how many minutes does he even play? Not a lot. They're going to have to... They're going to have to play him more because there's no Avery Bradley now. But he can't guard. That's his problem. Yeah, well. He's not a bad athlete. He's just not a, you know what I mean? He's he's better than Nick Stauskas, who was getting minutes on the Nets Nick last Stauskas. night. Nick Stauskas. Playing for the Nets last night. Getting Get him minutes. out of here. This is his last year. Sauce Castillo. This is his last year. Yeah. Um, See you, Nick. Yeah. The Pistons, uh, they, if they get Rodney Hood, that'd actually be good for them. Yeah. He's a shooter. Oh, yeah, definitely. He doesn't do anything else, but he'll shoot. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we did this. You think anyone's watching this? On, I have no idea. Instagram My phone might be dead. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, I rolled out of it. Next time we do that, we'll be more organized. But we'll do it. Uh, we can do it every episode. I don't give a damn. Me neither. Let's do it. Thugnificent. All right, we're going to get this up on SoundCloud today. Thanks for listening. Baseline Jam Emergency Pod. We'll, we'll be back next Monday. Yep. Thanks, guys.